Are you tired of holding back your thoughts and opinions? Ready to let loose with like-minded men? Introducing the ultimate monthly video-based happy hour for men. Join us for an exclusive unfiltered experience where you can talk about women, cars, movies, and anything else on your mind. Best of all, it's not recorded and there's no censorship. You can freely speak your mind without any worries. All you have to do is join my Patreon at tier number one, and you'll gain access to this one-of-a-kind gathering. Visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. That's patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Or click the link in the description. It's like the good old days when men would get together and talk about man stuff without being bothered by women. Sometimes guys just need a good group of men to hang out with. It's good for our mental health. Don't miss out on the camaraderie and conversation. Join us today and let your voice be heard. Visit my Patreon page and sign up now. Cheers to freedom of speech and great company. There's two ways broadly you can go. You can be direct or indirect. So to be direct, you want to go up and just sort of own why you're talking to her. You can just go up and say, hey, listen, you look really cute. I wanted to come and say, hello, my name's Troy. So you kind of own up front the fact that you're attracted to her. The other thing that you can do, like you said, is you can also be more indirect. So you can walk up and start a conversation about what's happening around her or i mean the most pussified way of doing it i suppose is asking for directions which i wouldn't recommend necessarily you're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general this is the come on man podcast and here's your host paul bauer what's up everybody welcome back to another week of come on man if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You know what to do. Drop a comment. Your favorite comment will do. Your favorite emoji. Your favorite comment. Your favorite emoji. You know you know what I'm talking about. I say this every week. That all helps us out in the algorithms. If you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, give us a five-star review and write out why you like the show. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Uh, I'm on all the good platforms that way. You know what? On Twitter, we can actually send voice messages now, just like you can on, on Instagram. So if, if you ever want to like, you know, schedule like a one-off call or something like that, you can hit me up on Twitter now and I could send you voice messages. It's pretty nice. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man, uh, come on man pod, man, I can't talk today. <laughs> Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as $10, get added to the, the beer club credits at the end of Monday's episodes. Uh, that supports the show quite a bit. And then if you want any kind of coaching, date coaching, life coaching, whatever, you know, I've been around the block. See all this gray hair? <laughs> These are lessons learned right here. <laughs> get on the Patreon at tiers two or tiers three if you want any kind of coaching. Uh, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers. For your troubles, if you like those designs, they're available on merch as well. I got hats, t-shirts, you know, hoodies, backpacks. I got a Rule Zero backpack available in the store if you guys want that for your kids. My son wanted a Rule Zero backpack for uh, for his, for school next year, so I ordered him one. You know, so he could tell the ladies what's up. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that helps support the show. Check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. You know, once you get your mind right, like all the stuff that I talk about on the podcast, you know, leveling up, getting better with women, you know, get, getting more money, all that kind of stuff, that it all starts with your mindset. And uh, my course will show you basically how to take control of your life. When you take control of your mindset, take control of your thinking, 
like um, miracles will happen. Okay. And it's not magic. It's psychology. So check out that course. I'll play a commercial for that here in just a minute. But before I do, let me tell you about my guest today. My guest is the legendary Troy Francis. Now I started last year interviewing, actually, no, I started in 2021 interviewing the rule zero guys, right? I, but the very first rule zero guy I ever talked to was Paul Benjamin. And uh, if you guys ever want to go back and listen to that episode, it was on the difference between red pill toxic and being red pill aware. Great episode. Paul, I've learned so much from Paul and the other rule zero guys since then. Uh, and then after that, you know, I had Rolo on, I had Rich Cooper. He's no longer on rule zero, but I had Rich Cooper on, I had Aaron Clary on, then I had Ryan Stone on, then I had John Fitch on. I also had Paul Benjamin on again for a second time to talk about how the love languages are bullshit. So I finally started like working my way down, but I had never talked one-on-one -on -one with Troy Francis until today or this episode anyway, because it's pre-recorded, you know, space-time continuum. Anyway, uh, I had a guy reach out to me. He wanted to know about cold approach and how to get over cold approach anxiety. And the thing is, is that I often teach... Uh, more about dating apps because that was my experience getting back on the dating circuit is like I, all the dates I went on were on dating apps. I didn't do a whole lot of cold approaching because there's no cold approach in the cow pasture, <laughs> right? I live out in the middle of ranch country. There's, there's no great places to do day game or night game or any of that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know what? I haven't talked to Troy yet. Why don't I ask the expert? Okay. Troy is probably one of the best guys in the game. Okay. And so I reached out to Troy. He's a fellow rule zero panelist. And I was like, Troy, we've never talked, man. I want to do an episode on this. Can you come on? He was like, absolutely. So I will bring you Troy Francis. He's like the real life James Bond. All right. You guys are going to get a lot of that out of this episode. And guess what? He, a lot of the stuff that he teaches when it comes to cold approach, uh, is the stuff that I learned in Dr. Robert Glover's dating essentials for men, which was fascinating to find out. <laughs> so stay tuned. I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality, promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it, brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right. You've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my practical law of attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, 
thoughts that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. All right, joining me on the podcast for the first time is the legendary international man of mystery, the one and only Troy Francis. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very good, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So I've, I've had... One I've introduction. Had the, <laughs> I, I try, I try <laughs> to come up with something unique every time for my guests, but... Uh, so I've had, I've had some of the other guys from Rule Zero on the show before. This is the first time I've had you on, so I'm actually mm. really excited for this. Um, and the main reason I wanted to have you on was I had a guy DM me, yeah, and he asked me if I ever did an episode on cold approach and uh, and approach anxiety. Yeah, and I haven't. I've never actually done a whole episode on cold approach and uh, and approach anxiety specifically. And I thought having the best guy in the business that does that sort of thing, join me to talk about it would be the smart thing to do. Absolutely, man. Uh, glad to be here. Cause I, uh, and I, I wanted to get a, a clip of this beforehand, but I didn't have enough time today, but, uh, you put out a lot of videos of you actually doing approaches in person. So if like, if you guys are listening or watching, check out Troy's stuff. Cause it, like on his, uh, his TikToks and shorts, he has a lot of that type of stuff where he's just walking up, actually cold approaching and showing you how it's done. So, yeah, well, I actually I, I actually had not posted anything of, like that for a while. I'd sort of pulled back from it a little bit because there's a few sort of I mean, I, I'm, I've got a love hate relationship with that kind of content, to be honest. Um, mm. But I've got a load in the can from last year, basically, that I've started to, to now sort of put out again so i put out a few of those ones that you're you're talking about and they got a pretty good response because i think the the thing is i think guys and this was the case for me i think guys find it very helpful because you can say all the theory you can talk about it until the cows come home but to actually see somebody in the flesh doing it and see mm -hmm. the girl's reaction and everything i think it's really really useful yeah a lot of guys i i find sort of just talk themselves out of it you know they, yeah. they get so much approach anxiety they see a lot of trash online about how you know, you might get the occasional like feminist or whatever that doesn't like being approached, but I, yeah. I would say a, a majority of women actually do appreciate it. And so many guys are scared to do it that yeah. when you do it, it's kind of a bold move, you know? Yeah. You, it usually gets you additional brownie points. If you walk up in person and you pay a compliment and you start a conversation, you know, um, <laughs> the horror stories are, are, are very, very few and far between. And, and actually what was interesting was I was in LA recently or at the beginning of the year, I was in Los Angeles working with a, a client down there. And I thought, well, I don't know how this is going to be because obviously LA very known to be, you know, it's quite sort of uh, progressive. Let's say it's, it's, it's probably, I thought, I thought that perhaps, the response is maybe they wouldn't be that good. But actually, everyone was super friendly there. Like all the women that, you know, we talked to were, were super friendly, super welcoming, and actually were quite, you know, really quite flattered by the fact that, that um, you know, this guy had made the approach. So um, it's it's surprising, actually. Yeah. One thing I, I found, too, I, I had this guy one time on, on Twitter who was hmm. talking about how, like, he will not go up and approach chicks because every time he's ever tried – they they yell at him for being a creep or or whatever. 
and I'm yeah. like, and I was like, okay, well, sometimes that happens because you're an unattractive dude, right? That sometimes that that's the case, right? If a, if a, an attractive guy comes up, says the same thing, it mm. it might work better, right? She might yeah. be more receptive to that. So I was like, well, when, when you send me some pictures, he was one of those like uh, anonymous face guys. I was like, yeah. send me some pictures. I'll keep your pictures, and I'm not sharing it with anybody. But just let's see what we're working with here. Dude was a a, a handsome kid. You know, probably mm. maybe 22 or something like that. Great shape. Yeah. And I was like, dude, if, if chicks are giving you the reaction that you're being a creep, it's because you're approaching in a creepy way, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you know whereabouts he was based? Uh, I think, I think he was, I think maybe uh, in the, in the East somewhere, you know, maybe like uh, New York or something. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I think that there is, I, it, of course, we when we talk about cold approach, yeah, people will often who have heard the term before. They might often think about classic day game, and they might think about you know running up to somebody in the street and blah 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 and all of that. And um, that that is one thing that that guys have done. But I mean, cold approach really encompasses a whole range of different things, doesn't it? From you know meeting somebody in Starbucks or the bookstore to actually meeting somebody even in a bar or even a nightclub. I mean, cold approach is also is the umbrella term for, you know, what used to be called night game as well. It's basically just walking up to somebody you didn't know before and starting a conversation. So mm-hmm. um, why did I go down that cul-de-sac? Uh, well, basically to say um, that uh, th- th- there might be some situations because there there is certainly societal sort of, well, certain, certain sectors of society may disapprove of the more sort of flamboyant, uh, types of cold approach you know running up in yeah. front of some girl in the street may, may not be as you know welcomed as it in some places as it was you know years ago okay fine yeah. but that doesn't mean that it's impossible to to do it in a different place like when we were in la you know this the guy that i was working with he did approach some some women he saw walking down santa monica boulevard but equally we'd go into one of the bars you know there's a day party there and we get talking to women in there um, which is equally valid, and um, he got great reception. So I think certainly if the guy, say the guy was in New York, I mean, yeah, sure, New York, there's going to be a certain progressivism of attitudes there. There's probably some quite ball breakery kind of people there. But mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. I mean, there's there's millions of people there. I mean, there's going to be opportunities, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the way I like to look at the whole the whole thing is uh, you're really just testing for interest. Like if you're just yeah. you're socially calibrated it's just like talking to anybody, you know, you walk yeah. up, you, 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 you know, maybe, you know, ask them about uh, the magazine they're looking at in the, in the supermarket. If if yeah. they're just not receptive to talking to you, you'll know that right away. And just, it's not on you. It's like, they're just, you know, they don't want to talk yeah. to you right now. It's not your problem. Yeah. It's their problem. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's, there's two ways broadly you can go. You can be direct or indirect. So to be direct, you might, you want to go up and just sort of own why you're talking to her. So you might just go up and say, you don't have to be like mode one. You don't have to be like super sexual or anything, but you can just go up and say, Hey, listen, you yeah. look really, you look really cute. I wanted to come and say, hello, my name's Troy, or you look really nice. Yeah. Wanted to say hi or, or whatever. Right. You know, you, so you kind of own up front the fact that you're attracted to her. The other thing that you can do, like you said, is you can also be more indirect. So you can walk up and start a conversation about what's happening around her. Or, I mean, the most, the most pussified way of doing it, I suppose, is asking for directions, which I wouldn't recommend necessarily. But you, 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 you know, you, you could be like, "Oh, that's an interesting, right. like you said, that's an interesting book you're reading. What do you, you know, what do you think about that?" Or you could be in Starbucks and she's checking out, um, you know, some stuff in the on, on one of the shelves. You're like, "Oh, what about that? You know, that's interesting. Have you ever tried that before?" Or, 
you know, so you you can definitely do that. And then, like you say, if she's receptive and she sort of she sort of gets into it and starts, there's a little a little bit of back and forth happens. Then fine, you know, you can proceed from there. If not, it's just like, oh, cool. Anyway, it's great to meet you. Have a great day, and then and then go. Yeah. Speaking of mode one, it, this, actually, I have all these notes that I want to talk to you about, but we're sort yeah. of going off on a tangent here. Uh, so I had I had a perception of mode one that it was essentially just like walking up and getting sexual right away. Mm. And then uh, I put out I put out a video. Uh, it was I was I was doing a series on on Rolo's um, forty nine maxims of game from his mm. latest book, and and one of the things like Rolo talks about is is he basically asserts that um, indirect game tends to I think he he was sort of alluding to the fact that indirect game works better than direct game more mm. times out than not or whatever. So I so I made a put a video about that and someone tagged Alan Roger Curry and Alan Roger Curry like hated my video. You know, he's just like, <laughs> you know, he's like you you got me all wrong. That's not what Motor Run's about, blah blah blah. And so I was like, yeah. okay, well, all right, you know what, you're right. I haven't I haven't read your book. Let me let me read your book, see what it's about. And then, uh, so I did, so I, I listened to his mode one book and I was like, oh, this told, I had, I did have it totally off, you know, because in the book he, you know, mode one's basically, you know, he just talks about modes of communication in his second book. He talks about, uh, how he does sort of gauge for interest. So it, like mm. what he'll do is like, he'll walk up to chicks and like, if he, if they let him get into their space, then he knows that they're probably receptive to being you know, mm. talked to sexually. But if mm. they sort of step back or whatever, then he'll he'll banter with them a little bit. So it's it's all just sort of like he's reading body language and stuff to do his mode, yeah. which was fat, which was interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. Books, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he was obviously R.I.P. Now, uh, sadly, but I mean, he yeah. was famously very uh, <laughs> kind of he was he wasn't uh, shy about uh, coming forward if he felt somebody had misrepresented yeah. him. Like I was telling you in the chat, you know. Um, me and James Tusk, he he had a because we were on a stream with Ro, with Rollo. Um, it was two years ago now, I think actually it was a while ago, yeah. and uh, we referred like in passing to Mode One and probably miss you know probably said oh you don't have to be like what I just said actually you don't have to be super sexual like Mode One you could you right. Know. Um, and he saw it. And he he made a whole like three hour kind of rant about like oh look at these these they you know these idiots yeah. and blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> and, and to be honest, um, I've read Mode One. Uh, yeah, yeah. A while a while ago now, I haven't read this any of his other stuff, which I would quite like to because I'm sure it's really good. Um, so I don't, I don't really, I, I probably am misrepresenting it somewhat, but I do recall from the, the Mode One book, it, you know, there's that story right at the beginning of the book where, yeah, and I think that book. I think that's where most people get the idea of that that, yeah. that he's walking up being sexual because with that chick he was that doing, exactly. but that's not that's yeah. not what he did every he recommended every time, not every time. Yeah, it was yeah. more like reading the situation and well, if you could get into a woman's he called it the left ear zone then okay. you, then you know that you could get sexual with her yeah but yeah i mean i think um like like you said i think it's interesting i think it's useful to think about it in terms of is there receptivity here or not i think that's yeah. a very good and, and actually another great uh another great uh um author in this it's sort of associated with this space uh who wrote uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, Robert Glover. Okay, yeah, Robert, yeah. so Robert Glover. Have you read uh, Dating Essentials for Men? I've, I, it's, it was funny because uh, in the chat, we were talking about uh, Corey Wayne and you were saying how like some of these yeah. guys have read his book like 30 times or whatever. I've actually read Corey's book 21 times and I've read Dr. Glover's book 12 times. Well, um, the No More Mr. Nice Guy or the second one? 
Second one. The second one I think is better dating, than number dating, dating essentials for men. Yeah. And that's where so, that's where I got the idea of testing for interest. And that's yeah. how I always approach it. Cause I like Glover's idea with that. Yeah. Know? So so yeah. So I read it fairly recently. Or I read it about again about two years ago. And uh T James Tusk, who I, I work with quite a lot, he read it as we both read it around the same time. And um, yeah. you know, it's a it's a pretty sort of straightforward book. But like you said, the one thing in it that I think is really useful is test for interest, you know, and he basically says, I'm paraphrasing again, but basically says something like, you know, you go around, you, you are social as possible, you talk to as many different women as possible, and you yeah. just kind of feel out, okay, so who's, is there some interest here or is there not? Yeah. It's really as simple as that. And if there isn't, then, you know, ultimately you just excuse yourself and leave because there's billions of women on the planet. Yeah. Not all of, most of them are not going to like you in that way. And that's absolutely fine. Um, you, you you just go out there and you find the ones who do, or or, or at least who, who have the potential to. And then those are the ones you proceed with. So I think his way of thinking about it is, is actually really, really helpful. Yeah. I, I Yeah. His book, I actually think, uh, I, I highly recommend that book. And mm. that's so, so when I was, when I was uh, learning all this stuff, I'm, I'm a noob. I'm a noob to all this stuff. Mm. Troy. Mm. <laughs> so i i uh i don't i don't know if you know my story at all but like i ended up i i, I was married for like 15 years got divorced yeah. i was overweight found myself back on the dating circuit just floundered just i had no idea what i was doing i'd been out of practice for 15 years no no idea what i was doing ended up in a relationship for four and a half years on a chick that just sort of took pity on me i think and that failed and so i found mm. myself back on the dating circuit a second time this time I was in, I, I had, I was in shape. I had lost all the weight. I found it was easy to get dates. I couldn't, but I couldn't keep chicks around past like yeah. two or three dates. And mm, so that's mm. when I started reading this stuff. But I did a lot of guys, I think getting the, 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 I don't know, they, they get, they have the problem of that. They'll read the book, but they won't implement it, you know, yeah. or, or, or like, you know, like Corey Wayne says, uh, read his book 10 to 15 times. They're, they'll wait until they've read it 15 times before they actually go out and practice any of it. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't like that at all. I was like, as I was reading it, I was going out and practicing. And I was like, okay, yeah. let me reevaluate here. Let me see what, you know. So uh, yeah, so Dr. Glover's book I found like was really helpful uh, for a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, because it really lets the pressure off you as well, doesn't it? Because the, one of the problems with uh, cold approach or approaching in general is that we can put this big pressure on ourselves yeah. mentally as guys. We could be like, oh, I've got to go out and it's got to be a perfect approach. I've got to say the perfect thing. And if she, what if, what if she doesn't laugh at my joke? And what if she rejects me and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And and actually what I think a better way of doing it is to, is to like with many things, is not to go for perfection. A lot of the time, it probably is going to be a bit awkward. It probably is going to, you know, maybe you'll say a joke and it's going to fall flat or, or whatever. Well, well, fine. I mean, suck it up, right? So, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and actually, if you mentally, you say to yourself, right, I'm not going over to talk to that girl in the red dress at the bar to try to get her to come home with me. I'm just going to go over there and have a conversation to, to gauge interest. Mm -hmm. Then that really lets the pressure off you because if she's not interested, well, okay, fine. You've, you've done what you said you were going to do. And if yeah. she is great, you take it further from there. Yeah. Another thing that I really like from his book too, is that, um, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I had no, like nothing out here to talk about Dr. Robert Glover, but this is great. Um, yeah. But one thing that I really like about his book too is that he was like, talk to everybody. Go out mm, and literally mm. talk to everybody you meet, test for interest everywhere you go. And it doesn't, it could be an old lady, it could be like the dude that's, you know, pumping your gas, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, just talk to everybody and and test for interest. And there's like the three, you know, three stages of testing with him. And 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 by the time you actually do run into a chick that's hot that you actually 
would like to get her number perhaps uh you're you, this is what you do every day anyway like you're already used to it mm. so it, there's yeah. no approach anxiety anymore because you're just a social person at this point yeah you've got to get the engines running really socially you've got to get your uh like mixing my metaphors here but you've got to you've got to sort of get warmed up you've got to lubricate the your vocal cords and and, and just get used to talking to people all the time um and because the the truth is this if you and particularly because a lot of guys who come to this space, they're quite maybe quite analytical. Maybe they're sitting pouring over spreadsheets all day, or they're coding, or you know, code, whatever, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and, and and I'm not one of those guys, but I, I'm certainly in my head a lot of the time, or I'm sitting over a computer or whatever. It's quite hard to then switch into a social mood from that, mm-hmm. you know, and suddenly be and suddenly there's a there's this absolutely drop dead gorgeous nine out of ten smoke show walking down the street, you know, yeah. like it's very hard, like it's unrealistic for most guys to just suddenly switch into the super social mood and start talking to her. But if you build it up and you're talking to people all the time, as you say, whether it's the old guy and the, you know, the Uber driver, the old lady working at the kiosk, the barista, whatever it is, um, then you've got all of that reference experience inside. And so then when you see the super hot girl, it's less of a big deal. Yeah. uh, Yeah. To go and have that conversation with her. Yeah, definitely. I think my, uh, I have a dating coach, I talk to like all sorts of dating coaches as I'm sure mm. you do too. Uh, a friend of mine, his name is uh, Benny, Benny Lichtenwalder. Mm. And he, he referred to it to me and it stuck in my head as um, uh, social momentum. He called yeah, it. Exactly. Social. Exactly. And and yeah. what's interesting as well is if you go out and this could be on a night out or it could be on an afternoon, if you're walking around town and you're talking to people, um, the momentum builds throughout the session. So if I go out, Maybe the first couple of interactions I have, perhaps they're not very good. You know, I'm a bit rusty. My voice sounds a bit high. I'm not very grounded or whatever. And then as the evening or the afternoon or whatever goes on, and I've had more interactions, it starts to build on itself until by the end, if it's a really good day or a really good evening, by the end, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm on fire. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I can do no wrong socially. Yeah. Um, and and when you're in that state, then a lot of the maybe the jokes you try or the, the things that you say, they land better. And it's not because necessarily you're funnier or, or, or because the, the joke got better. It's just because the way that you're putting it across, the way that you're presenting yourself is so much better because mm-hmm. of your state. And obviously your state then translates into energy. And without getting all woo-woo and Pat Stedman about this, you know, <laughs> then the, the, then they pick up on your energy and they respond in a different way to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I want to talk more about this, um, but I ne- like, you know, this, this is the first time I've ever had you on. Um, mm. And so, and, and so my audience might not be that familiar with you. How did you get into this racket? <laughs> and it is a racket. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, well, um, I mean, basically I was a slow starter with dating and stuff like that. I was a slow starter socially, generally, really. I found it quite, you know, I was quite introverted. I still am. Um, I was quite shy as well as a younger guy. And, you know, I was sort of like never really got the girl at school. Uh, I, I would get these infatuations with different girls and um, they inevitably wouldn't be interested. And then sometimes there'll be other girls that, that actually did express some interest in me, but I tended to push them away because I was super, you know, I had one itis for Sheila or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that persisted until um, I got into my, well, until I, until I reached basically the age of 20 and I went to university. And then, uh, I mean, what it all comes down to in the end is, is basically I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to, to, to get laid. I wanted to date. I wanted to bring women into my life. And I'd been, not been successful in that as a teenager. Yeah. Um, and then 
I uh, I met my first girlfriend when I was because I went through this quite debauched like partying stage when I was mm-hmm. at university from about the age of 19, 20. Met my first girlfriend through that. And then as soon as that had had happened and I'd sort of, you know, lost my V card and, you know, I was I was out of the gates. I then basically said to myself, right, I'm never going to go back to my former state of, you know, not not having, you know, a lifelong dry spell. I'm never going to go back to that again. And so what that meant was I was very motivated to go out and just talk to loads of girls. You know, I was going to nightclubs the whole time and, you know, all the rest of it. And then there was a second step to it because then, and this was some years later, because I'm getting on a bit now. So this some years later, then the game came out Mm. uh, by... uh, Neil Strauss and that whole thing happened, you know, mystery method and all that. And so I read that and then I started to learn about these principles. So whereas before it had been very hit and miss. Right. I mean, the one thing that I was doing right was I was going out and I was approaching a lot. Yeah. But there wasn't really any science behind it. If you know, there wasn't really any method in the madness. And then when I started to, and the internet was now coming up as well. When I started to discover there was all of this sort of um, intergender dynamic stuff you could learn. Then I started applying that, and then that really then set things off. Gotcha. Would you say then? Uh, I've I've read I've read the game. I haven't read Mystery Method though, uh, which yeah. is on my it's on my list. But uh, the game's man. You know what I love about the game is that it's like it's like the the family tree of game. You know, like it, <laughs> it, it really talks about like who all was whose influence and stuff like that. Would you say yeah. that like Mystery Method was one of your influences then? Like are well, I, I mean, it, yes, it was, and I mean, I, I haven't read the game for years. I mean, I read it when it came out. I've maybe right, read right. it a second. I maybe read it a second time. I mean, obviously, it's very much the story, isn't it, of all those guys and and everything. Although there is a lot of nuggets in there as well. And then yeah. Mystery Method was the first thing. I, I I've also read the book Mystery Method, which is a good thing for guys still to read, actually. Although, yeah, it, it's it's sort of it's very much geared towards nightclubs in LA, and it's also geared towards kind of group sets you know if there's a group of five girls and okay how am i going to go in there and i'm going to maybe talk to the, the the one that i don't fancy as much first and then the one who, who i do like is going to pay me more attention and you know it's doing all that kind of thing which right. you you don't have to do because because not all of us want to go to banging nightclubs and deal with like big groups yeah. of people and stuff like that you could equally just talk to a one girl on her own in starbucks and that's equally fine but yeah. but the, the, fu- the fundamental principles in the book though are very very sound so um, so I read that and that was actually when I first became aware that there was this whole space, most people were talking about that, really. They were talking about mystery method and it was like, right, OK, so have you done this part? Have you done this part of the interaction? Yeah. Where are you in the interaction? And then it started to sort of um, become more uh, diverse. You know, different people came in with different ideas. Uh, people like Owen Cook from RSD it was a lot more about sort of more natural sort of interactions, more authentic interactions and um, actually relying on momentum and state a lot more than, than having this massive structure. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it became a bit more interesting then. it became less, uh, you know, you, you, you could bring your own personality into it a lot more. Yeah. That, that, which uh, going back to Dr. Robert Glover's book, I liked because he was big in that book about, he's like, look, if you man, if you uh, memorize can pick up lines and openers, you're just a geek with techniques. Whereas yeah. if you just learn how to be, you know, sort of naturally attractive and, you know, banter and funny and tease and tease, touch and tell, you know, like <laughs> those, those types yeah. of things, like you're, it, you, it's more of your own personality. coming. Yeah. Out of 
Well, I think I think most people, to be honest, in their right minds, don't really like the idea of sort of canned lines or canned, um, you know, routines and things. And, and that includes the, the guys and, and the women as well, because the women don't like it because it seems cheesy and maybe a bit manipulative and certainly inauthentic. So, mm-hmm. so the girls don't like it. And guys, a lot of guys don't like it either for kind of the same reasons. And also... Apart from anything else, my memory was terrible, so I could never remember any of that stuff anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so I had to kind of go more more improv. But there, there is some value though in having a bit of a structure in mind because right. at the same time, the, the 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 opposite end of the spectrum is to just say to a guy, "Yeah, dude, just go out there and be yourself." And they're okay, great. Well, but what do I actually do? What do I actually say? So there are some general principles that people can learn about, okay, so how can a conversation be structured? What are the kinds of things I should be saying? What are the kinds of things I should be avoiding? Um, but, but then within that, I think it should be very much about your own personality. And actually, you know, you go full circle because while the idea of game was, was something that seemed quite artificial, actually in the end, being authentic and being true to yourself is the thing that's going to get you, um, to, to 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 the end goal but you know at the same time you've got to be the be- obviously it's a cliche but you've got to be the best version of yourself yeah 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 definitely um so so how long have you been teaching this stuff now well i mean i i haven't i've been teaching it probably for about seven or eight years i mean not as long as you might think because um i was i was involved with all of this stuff and i was sort of going out and, and dating and, and doing it but um i wasn't doing it as a you know, as a, as a, as a job. Um, and then I, I got into doing it as a, as a career along with writing the books and creating digital content and stuff. Um, as I say, about seven or eight, seven or eight years ago, and then full time about the last five years or so. Okay. All right. Um, but, but as I say, my, my experience with this stuff goes back to about two, the early 2000s. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, and you're like me, uh, you know, a guy in his forties teaching guys how to get laid online. Um, why aren't you settled down with a wife and 2.5 kids by now? Right? <laughs> <laughs> haven't, met the right, haven't met the right woman yet. Mm. <laughs> um, well, that's a, that's a, that's a different question. I mean, but the th- it's I'm just fucking around really. I no, know. no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but it's an interesting point. It's an interesting yeah. point because I don't know whether you've seen this, but you will get, I get criticized for both. So when I had a girlfriend, you know, I was with a girlfriend and I would, I would, make reference to that so oh yeah i'm my girlfriend and i blah 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 and people are like yo yeah how can you be teaching this stuff you know you've just you've got a girlfriend you're not even in the game man right you right, know so you right. get that and then if you say well i don't i don't have a partner i'm not with somebody i'm not married they're like how can you be teaching this stuff man you know you, you don't even have a girlfriend it's like you know yeah. you, you, your advice can't work because you haven't even um you know snagged somebody so um you, you can't you know what it's like online you can't win either way can you no, you can't. Yeah, I get that. I get that a lot too. Like, well, well, are you married? I'm like, well, is that an end state for you? Like, is that like what? Why is being married everybody's end state? Because it's not. Well, it's not everybody's end state. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely not. And um, I think actually, well, I mean, I for the first thing is that regardless of somebody's own personal status, yeah. that doesn't mean that they can't teach and they don't have something to bring to the party as a you know, right. Um, so that's the, that's the first thing. I mean, I could be celibate for the rest of my life and I could still teach this stuff because I still know all the principles that I've already learned, yeah. you know, in theory. Um, but but the other thing is that, no, I mean, getting married is not, well, get, getting legally married, as we know, I think is probably a very undesirable end state for most guys. Yeah. And, and I mean, do you want to be in a long-term relationship? Well, maybe not. I mean, I kind of don't at the moment. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not like I'm sitting here 
crying my eyes out. I mean, actually, I'm quite happy with where I am. You know, if I can date um, sort of, I say casually, you know, like sort of um, in a non-serious way and get on with do my work and, you know, enjoy the other things in life. That's a great out. That's a great end game for me, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, when I, when I first started the podcast and I first started like making TikToks and stuff like that, I was, I was out dating. I was out, you know, and I would... Yeah, I'd make TikToks based on, you know, what I learned from that date and stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah. what I didn't like about this chick or what I did like about her, what I did right, what I what I fucked up on. You know, I would do that kind of stuff. And then people were like, why should I listen to you? You don't even have a you don't even have a girlfriend, you know, and I'm like, I'm actually out here practicing it right now. Like, I know it's 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 it doesn't make any sense. They don't yeah. think it through. But I mean, I was the same because the first thing that I did sort of publicly, if you like, was uh, I was um, a blogger and I was writing for Roosh V had a site called Return of Kings. And um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was writing for that for a long time. And basically, I was the same because I would go out every week. I'd go out and I'd talk to women and I'd get into these escapades and blah, blah, blah. And every Friday I would write an article mm. uh, that would be based on something that had happened that week. So, you know, maybe something successful had happened and I could draw some learnings from that or maybe something disastrous had happened and I could say, well, this happened to me, don't do this, this is the mistake I think I made, blah, blah, blah. And I think that is a really good discipline to have because it's like, it's, it's, it's literally based in real life experience. You know, you can't really get any more real than that, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like, uh, I recommend guys do that more like get in a, a some kind of community whether it's like a facebook group or or whatever you know yeah. uh, uh, online forum where you could swap notes with guys like that because that's only going to make you better you know yeah. or if you say hey i this is how the date went out it in and, and she was very receptive like what what do you guys think i i screwed up on you know yeah and and getting getting feedback from <clears throat> from your bros like that is super helpful <clears throat> yeah guys. but the, but but i mean there there are dating coaches as well out there who are yeah. married or they're in long-term relationships and i mean equally you could say well well when did they last actually have to go out and really put themselves on the line i mean probably right. maybe not for 10 years or something so and this is of course misplaced criticism that gets leveled against Rollo because Rollo's not really a dating coach anyway. But, you know, right. people are like, yeah. hey, man, you've, you've been married for 25 years, bro. Um, but there are people who are genuinely dating coaches and they haven't done anything for, for, for a decade or more. So it's like, well, why listen to that dude? You know, has he right. had to, has he been at the pool party in Cancun having to put himself on the line recently? No, probably not. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, but, but you can also, yeah, you can also argue too that like being in a long-term relationship is sort of dating on hard mode. You know, because like I, I, uh, well, yeah, I agree, but maybe, yeah, no, definitely. But it's also a slightly different skill set. I would, it is. I would say, isn't it? it? It definitely is. Yeah. No, there, there's, uh, there's pros and cons to, to each of these things for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> so, um, let me ask, so you writing for, for, uh, return of Kings, uh, I know mm. Cappy did too. Is that how you got connected with the uh, rule zero and Rolo and all that? Um, it, not really. I it was more because, um, that was more through Twitter actually. Oh, um, okay. because I was like just shooting my mouth off on Twitter. I, I, I'm not, I haven't been as active on Twitter really in, in the last sort of couple year or so, couple of years, um, for various reasons, but largely because I've been more concentrating on YouTube, but I used to be like on Twitter and shouting my mouth off a lot, uh, largely about things like, um, trads and how trads annoyed me and, mm -hmm. um, and various uh, conventions in Florida and things like that. And, and, and through that, um, Rollo kind of 
uh, sort of picked up on some stuff and we got talking and that's how I kind of came into the fold. But it was it was all a trajectory because I'd been doing the Return of King stuff and then I had a Twitter account and, you know, it kind of just went seamlessly from there, really. Got it. But it's okay. kind of amazing, isn't it? Social media, the way that you can connect with like-minded people now. Dude, yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, I never thought, I never thought a year ago, uh, that I would be on rule zero, mm. <laughs> let, let alone like talking to like all, all the guys from rule zero. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, or, or you know, I'd say two years ago that that, mm, that wasn't, mm. that wasn't even like on my radar. I was still like just talking to uh, my podcast largely started from a men's group. And, okay. and so I'd have guys from the group on talk about like their dating experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating how social media does make it so much easier to like reach out to other yeah. guys in the space, you know, mm, and, and, mm. and a lot of guys in the space are really like down to earth, you know, they just, yeah. they're just cool, cool guys, you know, totally, you know, like Rolo, especially Rolo Cappy, all the guys on real zero are, are just mm. like super, super chill, you know? If you're, yeah, a good, if you're a cool guy, they're cool with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, that why, that's how it should be, really, isn't it? I mean, you see a lot of ridiculous stuff happening in the wider space. I mean, people, all these beefs going on and all this kind of thing. But I mean, yeah. it's it's just kind of a pantomime, isn't it, really? Yeah, that the the beef stuff, like when I first met Cappy, actually, Cappy was like, after we were done recording, I, was, I, I interviewed him for his uh, book of numbers. And uh, he's like, he's like, dude, you you're so new to the space. Like you could talk to everybody because you haven't had a chance to start beefs with anybody yet. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll try to try to stay out of these beefs, you know, <laughs> as, much as, as much as possible. But uh, <laughs> it's almost it's almost it's so many people get like all up in their feelings about stuff and they're so protective of their brands that it's like it's almost inevitable you'll get into a beef with somebody or someone's gonna have a critique of you. Well, and, like, uh, it's crazy. So I mean, somebody's gonna somebody's going to come out with some sort of a critique or something at some point. Cause it's just, it seems to be inevitable. I don't think you can, I, I don't think anybody can do anything online without getting a hit piece done on them at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's human nature, isn't it? What, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of joke, uh, with Ryan about it. I'm like, man, if you know, if John well, Anthony lifestyle, like does it, does it uh, hit piece on me one day? I'll be like, dude, I made it. I'm here. Like I arrived. <laughs> but it's gotta be, it's gotta be on the, it's gotta be on the way, man. I mean, he's done everybody in the whole, the, the, the whole sphere. So, you know, yeah. you, 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 your day will come. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. someday. <laughs> so, um, so I've had other dating coaches on here. I mentioned that before, uh, you know, and, and a lot of guys, like they teach what, what worked for them for the most yeah. part. Right. Like, uh, and they might teach, they might dabble in a little bit of everything, but they'll, they'll focus on what was like their pre preferred method. So there's guys that do cold approach, uh, dating apps, social media games, social circle, you name it. Yeah. What would you say is your preferred method? Well, the main method I suppose that I teach really is, is cold approach. Um, and that, and that goes, I mean, I, I teach people online, so I've got some online programs and things, or, or I do online, you know, consultations with people or online mentoring. Um, but also in real life as well, you know, we'll go to, we'll go to Warsaw and we'll, we'll do four days of like infield coaching and everything. And, um, and, and so cold approach is, uh, the, my preferred thing to teach really, although, but you know, I'm not, I'm not agnostic, sorry, I'm not, um, I am agnostic about the way that you meet women. So I'm not, I'm not anti-dating app. I'm not anti-social. So like, like I think 
however you're bringing people into your life is absolutely valid. I mean, there there is a contingent of guys who will almost, if you didn't meet her by running up to her and saying that she looks French in the street, then it doesn't count, you know. And it's, it's yeah. like I I, I I I I disagree with that. So I mean, increasingly, I'm teaching. Uh, I'm, I'm doing some consultations about dating apps as well now, um, you know, and uh, I, I just think however, however you want to meet the, the initial meet is not the most important thing, really. The initial thing is, OK, so I, I get her contact details. Or I, I get an initial contact with her. So then we're talking. And then the next thing is, right, we need to go on a date. And how you get her in that initial thing, I don't think really, really matters. And increasingly, it's going it's to be dating apps because that's how the world is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I look at it like uh, whatever works, man. Like, well, are you get, are you getting dates? Are you consistently getting dates? Are you getting laid? Well, I know you've Don't made the point. I know you've, you, I know you've made the point several times um, that uh, it's all very well banging on about cold approach, but if you're in an area where, yeah, there, there, there aren't that many women, then what are you, what are you going to do? You know, and, and I think that's a, that's a valid point. Yeah, that's and that that's sort of you know, my niche, right. Is like, I'm, I'm out in the country. I'm, I'm out in ranch mm. country, uh, in the middle of Colorado. And so, yeah, like there's, there's really, I, and I, I joke, there's no cold approach in the cow pasture is what I say. Right. So, so, <laughs> yes. so really you're, you're limited to, uh, to, to online methods, whether it's, you know, uh, dating apps or social media, you know, social media is great. And, and you could do like virtual cold approaches with, with social. Have media. you, do you do things on Instagram and stuff then? Um, I haven't, but, uh, but like my friend, my friend, my friend, Benny that I mentioned, mm. he, uh, that's how he, he teaches guys. He, he has a whole, he has a whole program that, uh, he teaches guys how to pick up girls on either Instagram or Facebook. And it okay. largely is based on a video cold approach. So instead of like, when you slide into her DMS, you don't just send her a text message. You send her like a video of yourself because yeah. Uh, you know, it's she can see all of her faculty, all your faculties, your facial expressions, your tonality. <laughs> not, not not quite all of them. Not quite what? all of them, guys. You don't want to show, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't not the <laughs> Come on. No, but but uh, actually, so he, so I met him in the in the the online men's group that I I came up at through, you know, where the podcast yeah. came from, and he was sort of like our resident dating coach in the group, and mm. he would reply to all of our, you know, if we we put a you know a, a dating update he would reply to like almost all of our stuff with a video message you know and that was sort oh, right. of his, yeah, yeah. his way of like you know sort of giving us his his advice he would give it to, to us free and we became friends through that and he ended up teaching pretty much everyone in the group like how to mm. virtually cold approach so that's yeah that's yeah there's cool. a lot of guys that uh, have had a lot of lot better success with that than doing dating apps you know mm -hmm. So, but, but either way, like I, I sort of look at it like guys that have had a, a hard time with online dating with what, whatever it is, like, you know, maybe it, it, a lot of times that comes down to like their, their appearance, you know, because, because you're, you're dealing with like pictures and people make a lot of judgments based on your, your mm. pictures. So if you're sort of, you know, challenged in the attractive department, uh, you'll probably do better in cold approach. And I think that's the well, consensus, right? I think it's that, yeah, I think it's the consensus. But I mean, just going back a second uh, to the dating apps, there's also, it may not be that you're necessarily a bad looking guy. It might mm -hmm. be that you're choosing crappy pictures because mm -hmm. I, uh, people obviously share their, their dating apps, uh, profile pictures and things with me sometimes. And I give feedback and everything else. And I mean, some of the dudes, to, to be frank, their pictures are, are, are pretty shitty. Yeah. And that's no, a big, that's a big yeah. part of the problem. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, what are they doing? What are they doing with the messaging? 
Right. So there's you've got a couple of. So yes, I think there's a lot of guys out there who are like, yeah, the dating apps don't work, bro. It's it's you know, unless you're a giga chat, it's it's over and all that. Yeah. But the first thing is, well, what are your pictures like? And the second thing is, well, what are you doing within the messaging as well? And there's yeah. a lot of pitfalls within those two things that could be limiting your success. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree with that 100. It's like dating. I always say like dating apps don't suck. You suck at using them. You know, yeah. and it's, it, 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 it's, it always, it comes out to your pictures, your bio, how you open and how you close. And a lot of guys, uh, like they might have great pictures and a decent bio and they could open with chicks, but then they want to spend like three weeks trying to build rapport on the dating app, texting back mm. and forth. And it's like, no, 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 no. Get off the app as quickly well, as possible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's definitely things. There's definitely things to be learned. And I, I think this is, by the way, just as a sort of like def in defense of uh, dating coaching, because mm -hmm. there, there's obviously you've got the, the, the Black Pill guys and everything. you've got the people out there who are like, yeah, man, dating coaching is a scam, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But the reality is it's not. And uh, the reason I know this is because I've taught so many guys who are just doing very, very elementary things wrong. And if they just switch things up a little bit, they would be get they would they start to get better results in dating, whether that's on the dating apps or whether that's in in cold approach. Yeah. And so, and and you don't, it, it can be hard to understand that until you've actually worked with guys and you've talked to a lot of guys who are having these difficulties. And you look at what they're doing, you look at their perceptions of how dating's men are work, and it's just completely off. And you basically tell them a few things. You're like, no, tweet this, don't do that, do do it like this, and they start to see better results. So. There, there are a hundred percent things to be learned in both the online sphere and in the face-to-face -face dating as well. Oh no, a hundred percent. And I, and uh, like I said before, you know, when I got, got out of my divorce and, you know, got back on the dating circuit and sex time, like I had to learn all this shit, Well, I, I mean, which, which is funny because like uh, going back to like, you know, you were talking about in high school, you didn't have a lot of luck, but it was in, in mm. college that you started seeing success. I actually did have like, I had lots of luck in, in high school and like, you know, lost my virginity in high school and I was able to mm. get, get dates then. And I don't know what the f happened, but after, you know, being married for 15 years, just completely out of practice, well, like I lost all of that, you know? Like, well, maybe obviously you're probably out of practice, but also obviously the world's changed a lot, hasn't it? That, yeah, and that's the other yeah. thing. Cause you get these, these guys who come into this now who are maybe my age or, you know, our, our kind of age, mm -hmm. but they've been, they've been married for 15, 20 years and, and they come out now into this like blinking in the wilderness of like, what the hell's going on now? You know, we've yeah. got TikTok, we're like what the, you know? And, and, and <laughs> so again, there's a lot of upskilling to be done there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny when, uh, cause I, when I was a kid, like, there was no dating apps. There wasn't really, yeah. I mean, the online was just starting, you know, like you, you had like, you know, prodigy and AOL, but no one was using it for dating for the most part. So, I mean, like we would spend our weekends like in high school going to the mall, cruising mm. for chicks at the mall, you know? Or, yeah. Like, or um, <laughs> if, if there was any online dating was seen as very weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It was only until a few years ago, actually, that online dating was a sort of a, you know, you'd have to thought of it as a bit of a strange thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think after after COVID, it became really mainstream, you know, yeah. because, you know, a lot of people just weren't going out. So, like, that was the only way to meet people, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't know about you. Like, I, I mean, because I, I, I had some uh, some guys in the, the men's group that I'm with uh, from England. And England mm. was very much locked down, but you travel all over the world, right? You're not just in England. Well, I, yeah, I travel around quite a lot. I mean, I've been in, I'm in England at the moment. I've been here for a, you know, for a while. I'm sorting some, some things out, but um, I mean, yeah, the lockdown was, uh, the lockdowns were quite, uh, quite strict and, and they went on for quite a long time. Um, 
over the I mean it was sort of all phased out and everything but I was with a girlfriend I was with my girlfriend at that point anyway so mm. um and and that was and I mean you know that that was difficult as well because I I had friends at that point yeah. who were traveling and I had friends who were like yeah man I'm in Mexico like there's no lockdown everyone's partying on the beach and I was basically because I was with my girlfriend and I, I'm not so I don't regret it but it's just how it was at the time yeah. I was with her and so I was sort of locked down and and um yeah I mean it, it's uh um, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really out dating so much during the lockdown as such, cause I was, I was with her. So I was just sort of with her just cracking on with work, just being yeah. very quite focused. Got it. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. For me, uh, like that's really when, like I started really getting into the stuff. That's when the podcast started. Cause, I, mm. uh, out here in the country, <clears throat> like it, there were, there were restrictions and stuff like that. A lot of businesses were closed, but but still like out here, like we weren't wearing masks for the most part, like no one cared yeah. out here. And so it was re actually really easy to date out here. During oh, the really? Yeah. It was like, mm -hmm. you meet chicks on dating apps and you're like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll meet you uh, at the park. I'll smuggle some wine in my backpack and like, let's, let's, you know, let's chat over some wine at the park. Yeah. And then, and then you meet a chick at the park. You, you, you know, you have some, you know, you click with her. And so then the second date, there was nothing open. So the second date, you're like, hey, why don't you come over to my house? I'll cook you dinner. And then, yeah. you know, once you get a chick back to your place, it's like, you know, it's a done deal anyway. But <laughs> like, it was just so much easier. I was like, this is, th that changed my whole perception of dating because I was like, you know, before I thought you had to sort of like, you know, keep taking chicks out on like all these dates and stuff like that before they would put out. And it's like, no, well, second date, get her back to your house. <laughs> no, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's another thing. I mean, going back to what I was saying before about uh, guys just just having a very uh, not not a not. Not having a very realistic perception of what things are like out there. I mean, I, I was yeah. working with a guy fairly recently and he was just adamant that he was like, yeah, but, you know, you meet these girls and you've got to take them for dinner at least twice, haven't you? And I'm like, well, well no, you don't. And he's like, yeah, but they always want food, don't they? They want dinner. They want. And I'm like, well, you might, you're obviously meeting the wrong women or you're doing yeah. it in the wrong way. But and, and, and that's just such a such an elementary thing. I mean, like it's, yeah. people have been saying in this space for years, you know, don't do a dinner dates as a first date kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's like a 101 thing that you would learn online, isn't it? About, about, about dating, uh, yeah. but there are still guys out there who, who just haven't heard that. They didn't get the memo. They think that's absolutely the way to go. They think that you have to go on about 15 days before anything's ever going to happen. And obviously that's not the case. So it's little yeah. things like that. You know, we, it's easy if you're online and you're consuming this content or you're making this content to think that everybody knows everything and it's like, right, okay, what's the new, the shiny new thing. But actually there's plenty of dudes out there who've just got no clue about any of this stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's why I think you know, a lot of guys who have been in the space for a while too, like, like, like the old time red pillars mm. or whatever, like they've heard it all before. So they're, they're annoyed by it when you like bring up like basic information, but it's like, dude, there's always new guys coming in that haven't That's heard this stuff. It's yeah, absolutely. It's 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 re it's really really true, and it kind of actually. I mean, because I've been doing a lot more like live coaching over the last couple. I actually after the pandemic, yeah. Um, and then when I started traveling again, you know, doing a lot more like live coaching and meeting guys, and you really understand when you do that what what guys you know where where guys are in terms of their understanding, what their their pain points are, what they're they're not getting, and I mean, yeah, I mean, like there's there's so many guys out there who don't have any awareness of any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're just operating under very um, unhelpful 
perceptions of how things go down in dating. And, um, and, and that's where the role of the dating coach, or at least the role of, you know, the online content creator is to, to sort of show them the reality of the situation out there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so getting back to cold approach though. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and we, we probably talked about this a little bit, uh, but what do you think guys struggle with the most to get started with cold approach? Is it, do you think it's approach anxiety? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, the first the first thing is that guys aren't aren't doing it, or they well, firstly, maybe they don't even think it's possible to do, and if they do think it's possible to do, they they don't think it's possible for them to do, and even if they think, well, maybe I could do it, they just lack the. I don't want to say balls because that's 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 you know a bit derogatory, but you know what I mean. They they just don't Courage. have the they 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 just yeah they they just don't they want to let themselves off the hook because it mm. seems like a very difficult thing to do. So, uh, yeah, I think being afraid of the approach is, is the first thing that, that, that's wrong. Definitely. Okay. So what do you, what do you recommend for guys who are, who are just struggling to get started? You know? Well, I would say start, make it easy on yourself and start sort of start low and then, and then work your way up. So maybe just going around and maybe just asking for directions for the first, mm. you know, just, just go out into, into the local town and, um, or city and just, you know, ask. 10 people for directions, you know, at least you're getting into the habit of opening your mouth and talking to strangers. And what you will see from that is that actually the sky doesn't fall in every time you talk to somebody, it's actually fine. And then after that, you could step it up to maybe doing some compliments. So you could be like, oh, hey, listen, I just saw your, you, you look really nice in that dress, just had to say something. Anyway, have a great day. And don't have any pressure on yourself to make it anything more than that. Mm. But at least, again, you're, you're talking to people, but now you've taken it a step further and you're making a compliment. Uh, without having the pressure on yourself of, oh, uh, do I have to get a phone number? And then just build it up slowly like that. I like that. That actually makes a lot of sense because um, I like I've heard where you you know you go out and you try to talk to like I don't know three to five chicks and try to get rejected. Even that by itself is kind of a daunting, like mentally, like oh I got to actually go out and set that as a goal and get rejected. Well, that but you're just going up asking for directions. I mean that's like zero pressure. Yeah, I mean, I think the trying to get rejected thing is uh, is is quite a good thing to do, but maybe a little bit later on when you've had a bit more experience, because um, okay. you, you can sort of make a bit of a game of it. I think if you're right at the beginning of the the process, and also maybe if you're a little bit nervous or or, or shy or feel a bit repressed, uh, a good way of doing it is 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 as I say, going out. And just starting conversations without there having to be this huge weight of expectation over it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. What are what are some methods you recommend uh, to get past that approach anxiety? So let's say that they've they've uh, you know that they've they've gotten really good at asking for directions and they're really good mm -hmm. at just giving a compliment. So now they're they're sort of they need to require something of somebody, like get a number or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like how do how do you get to that level? Because that's still like that's probably the scariest level I think most guys get to is is actually requiring something of somebody you know yeah well i mean this is i think where the robert glover kind of thing comes in in the sense that what you're then looking for because say you were going out and you were just paying compliments right and mm -hmm. you go out to five girls and you say to four of them hey you look really nice in that dress they're like oh thank you very much and whatever and 
Okay, bye. But what happens if the fifth one, you say, oh, I just I saw you wearing that dress. You look really cool. I just wanted to say something. And she's like, oh, that's right. Oh, right. Oh, that's really interesting. And her face lights up. And then she's like, oh, so do you, do you live here? So what do, you, what do you do? And she's obviously kind of engaged. Yeah. Then, then, then there, because she's shown interest, it's then easier to get into an authentic conversation. So mm-hmm. part, part of it is you're looking for their, their interest in you, their, their sort of investment in you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then you're proceeding with those ones. You're not proceeding with the ones who just don't really give you much of the time of day. Um, I mean, there is then the, a structure that you can use for daytime approaches, which also works in the evening as well. The London day game model, it was called, which is basically a sort of a five-step structure. And again, I, it sounds like now we're going back to being very scripted and everything. It's not really about scripts, but it's about having a structure for the conversation. Yeah, so, yeah. so that there is that that you can then start to use as training wheels for how you're going to structure these conversations. Um, but I'm I think familiar, I'm not familiar with that. What? So, yeah. So, okay. So basically, so it is okay. So the first thing is, is approach. So the first yeah. thing is stop, stop. And usually it's with a compliment. So, Hey, listen, I just saw you, you look really nice. I had to come and say, hello, my name's Troy. Okay. Um, second part is make an observation or they call it stacking. So you might make a series of observations, but let's say you make an observation. So you say, Oh, but you, you don't look as if you're from, Michigan, or you don't look as if you're from London, or you know, I'm I'm getting the sense that maybe you're from. So where she's from is a good thing mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, what she does could be a good thing to talk about. So oh, I'm I'm guessing that you're a fashion a fashionista because of how you're dressed, or I, I reckon that you you're a florist because you're carrying those flowers or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and or, and then um, then when she gives you a piece of information, you can then start to vibe on that. So the next step is vibing. So mm. if you say to her, oh, oh sorry, the other, the other thing is what she's doing now. So you okay. could say, oh, you look like in a massive hurry, like you've just robbed a bank or, oh, you're, right. you know, you're so dreamy, whatever. Anyway, so you, you, you throw these things out. Okay. And um, you, you, you see what she comes back with. So if, you, if I say to her, okay, so you, you, I'm, I'm guessing that you're not from London. You, you kind of look Italian to me. And she says, no, no, I'm, I'm Spanish. I'm from Barcelona. Okay, now you've got a topic of conversation, which is Barcelona. So at that point, I would start probably talking about that. I said, oh, I was in Barcelona a couple of years ago, actually. And I was at this crazy party. And uh, I remember this time, you know, there was all these people like drinking this sangria and it got really, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just keep talking for a while about the topic that she's given you, bringing maybe some of your experience to it, trying to be a little bit entertaining, whatever. Sure. And then wait for her to... What you're looking for then really is what they call the hook point. Okay, so it do, is there a point at which you can tell that she's actually quite engaged in this conversation? And mm. often, not always, but often that will be if she asks you a question. So you're like telling her this story about Barcelona, and then she says, "All oh, right, so did you did you go there for a, a lot? Was that for work that you were there?" Or that's or... showing like she's invested, right? Yeah, because if if she if she asks you a question, say then. Like, why would she do that unless she was happy for the conversation to be happening and probably to, to, to continue? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it can be more subtle, though. It might be the way she looks at you or, or she laughs. So you can just tell. You just get that vibe, you know? Um, but you're waiting for that that sort of point when you can tell that she's invested as well. This isn't just you being an entertainer. There's something coming back from her. Now, at that point, you can then start to sort of relax it a little bit and get more into the more boring, mundane chit-chat of like, yeah, well, you know, actually, I work around here, so how about you? You, you at college? And she's like, yeah, I'm a student, blah, blah, blah. And you start to exchange some information about one another. And then 
The final part is you go for the the, the close, or you, you, which is basically often just getting a phone number. So you might say, "Hey, listen, it's been great chatting to you. You seem like a really cool girl. You know mm-hmm. what? We should exchange numbers because um, I'm actually quite busy right now. But you know, I'll, I'll drop you a message in the week. Maybe we can catch up again. Mm-hmm. Keep it very casual like that, and it's at that point that you go for the contact details. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's like, actually fascinating. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that before. Is that? Thank you for yeah. for no, running through right. that. So, so that's the basic structure. Now, I mean, there are other things you could do. Like at the end, you could go for a coffee with her immediately, or yeah. you know, you, you you could be like, oh, actually, hey, I've got I've got ten minutes. I know a cool place down here. Why don't we just go and grab a coffee or something? So you could do that. Obviously, if it was at night, you might say, oh, you know, the smoky areas over there. Why don't we go and chat over there or or whatever, you know. Um, Often it's going to be getting a phone number because that's just the nature of how things tend to work. But, it, you know, um, that that basic structure, though, if you use that and you can obviously vary the conversation, vary what you're talking about. But that tends to work pretty well. Mm, OK, that's actually that's that's fascinating. I noticed in there, too, that you said like, hey, you know, I got to get going. You know, can I get your number? Like that that whole idea of like a false time constraint. That, yeah. how, how important is that, do you think? Well, I think. For, for for one thing, it doesn't need to be false because if I if I like often if I'm walking around it say in London, I probably do have stuff to do. You know, it's probably not. I'm not just there randomly. And this is the thing because in the end, where you want to get to with this stuff is you're just doing it as part of your daily life. It's just part mm-hmm. of your. It's it's just something that you do. It's not this kind of like oh right now I've got to go out for seven hours and do day game. You know, it's right. just it's, this, oh, it's five it, p.m. It's a, time to go out and do day game. Yeah, yeah it, it, it should it should just be you're a social guy. If you see somebody that's interesting, you talk to them, and and that's it, right? So for a start, I probably am going to be busy anyway because usually I've got something to do. So I'll be like, so after a little while of conversation, you know, five minutes, six minutes, something like that, and I'll be like, oh, anyway, listen, this but this has been great. Um, I need to get going, but you know, let's exchange numbers. I'll drop you a message in the week. I usually just leave it very vague like that. Yeah. Um, but equally, there's also the other side of it is that sometimes it is worth putting in a, a time constraint or let, making her aware that you're not going to be there for hours. Because say, say there was a, a woman sitting in a park and she's eating mm-hmm. lunch on her own, and then you cut, you see her and you think she's really nice, so you walk, you want to have a conversation with her. So you walk up and. Um, you say, hey, and you start talking to her. Now, the worst thing for her, particularly if she's actually not that interested, she doesn't want to have the conversation, is is the thought of, oh, God, this guy's going to just like, he's going to be here for the, the rest of the, you know, I'm never going to get rid of this dude. Right. So if you put in a brief, say, oh, listen, I've only got a couple of minutes, but I just saw you and you look really nice. That can take away that anxiety because you don't want to be monopolizing somebody's time either. Right. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. You know what? It, so I have some notes here too on, on approach anxiety. Cause and I, I'm so glad that you brought up Dr. Glover's book because mm. his, his dating essentials for men, like the whole first, I want to say like one third to a half is talks about how to deal with like self-limiting beliefs and anxiety. Mm. And, and uh, so some of the, so I actually wrote down some things just for the audience from that, which was like one of them, he says like, use the three second rule when it comes yeah. to, um, to, to, to talk, like, if you see a girl that you want to talk to, he's like, if you don't, if you see her, you know, you want to talk to her, you have three seconds to go talk to her or else you're going to talk yourself out of it. So, yeah, well, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. And I mean, that actually is, um, I think that's in mystery method, actually. I mean, that's certainly, that's certainly what has been talked about for a, for a long time. The only yeah. caveat I would make to that though, is sometimes it can be good to sort of 
just get the lay of the land a little bit because like sometimes you might see a, a, a an attractive woman and she's standing outside a shop and you kind of think well is she waiting for a boyfriend you know and right. and, and sometimes she is so you might want to just sort of just hang back a little bit and just sort of check the light the lie of the land but in general yes because the problem is the longer you leave it you're going to talk yourself out of it yeah. um and uh the quicker that you take action and just just get it over with it's like jumping into a cold swimming pool you know the quicker that you do it yeah then okay right i've got over that hurdle yeah yeah he also says uh thinking causes anxiety but action cures it so that also goes mm. back to the the <laughs> jumping in the cool pool just 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 do it stop thinking about it yeah and then and then we've also talked about this a number of times too like you know talk to just talk to everyone wherever you meet you know it builds yeah. up that social momentum it just becomes you know something that you do naturally and it's not yeah. even a pro you're not even like cold approaching anymore you're just yeah. talking to people you know yeah yeah exactly exactly well we were in a big department store uh before christmas i was here working with a guy and we were walking around one of the big department stores and um it was quite good, actually, because the mood in there was kind of social anyway, because they were playing some Christmas music. I think they had a DJ and there was just something, you know, that, that sort of build up to Christmas. And another good tip, actually, is if you just get into the habit of smiling at people and again, not just the super attractive women, but just if you can. And it's quite difficult to do if you're if you feel a bit sort of constrained and you feel a bit awkward. But if you practice smiling at people, what you'll find is that you will get people smiling back at you and then it becomes very easy if it's a if it's a attractive woman or you know and she smiles back at you it, it becomes very easy then to, to open a conversation not that she's necessarily fallen in love with you i mean she may still not be interested but you could be like oh hey you know and so we were going around um and just starting very very authentic natural conversations with people and mm -hmm. it didn't feel like this big sort of like cold approach thing it was just very just like oh hey how's it going yeah so you sh are you shopping are you so you know what, what have you got? Is this for your grandma? And just having a very like low, low key, laid back sort of fun conversations, you know? Yeah. You know, it, actually, uh, we'll wrap up here because we're, we're almost at an hour, but I, I just want to mention this. One of the things that, uh, not smiling at people per, per se, but one thing that I tried to get in the habit of doing was making eye contact with people, like trying yes. to actively make eye contact with people mm. was so difficult at first because yeah. a lot of people don't realize just like how powerful eye contact by itself is. Yes. So the, 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 the smiling thing. That's, that's, that's fascinating. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the left eye thing? Mm, I think I might know what you're saying. I, uh, I'm not sure. So I think I got it. I first got it from David Data's book, but, uh, but he talks about, and I, I don't know if it's bullshit or not, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I talked to Alan Roger Curry. We talked about this a little bit cause he talks about the left ear okay. and it's, it's the, the, the same concept. Right. But uh, David Data, one of David Data's books, he's talking about like when you make eye contact with people, you, you, you try to make eye contact with their left eye, their left eye. Mm. So like you're right, their left. And he's like, the idea is that it's, you know, it's attached to the emotional part of their brains, the emotional eye. You can really just start building like really good rapport with people when you look into their left eye. And I had this guy on my podcast year, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and he brought it up again. And, mm. um, and I, I, I had sort of listened to it in the book and just like went on, went on about my day and just didn't think about it. But, but I, when I had this guy on my podcast, he talked about it and he goes, you want to, you want to do the left eye thing even when you're like, you're, you're in a job interview, or if you're, 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 you're asking your boss for a raise, do the left eye thing. Cause you're, it, it really builds this rapport. And like, when you do it with women, you know, the women are just sort of like mesmerized by it. Right. And I was like, 
Hmm. I'll try it. Let me try it out. Like anything people say like this, I'm like, I'm going to fucking test this out. Science. Yes. This is a science experiment. Let's try it. Yeah. If yeah. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. If it works. Awesome. So I started doing it on dates and I did start noticing that chicks were really responding to it. And so to this day, I recommend it, but, the, but I also add it with the caveat of, I don't know if it has anything to do with like the left eye being special or the fact that you're just making eye contact and it's giving you something to focus on. But yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I haven't done specifically the left eye thing, um, yeah. but uh, it, no, I mean, mate, you know, as you say, hard, interesting either way, but um, yeah, but but you're right. I mean, eye contact itself also does such a lot of the heavy lifting for you. If you can get good eye contact, yeah. then it, it's almost like the conversation almost goes out the window. It doesn't, you know, you, you can get to the point where she knows what's up from the eye contact. You know what's up. You're communicating through the eye contact. And the conversation on top can be very banal. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's being it's it's being subcommunicated underneath. And that's that's super, super key. Yeah. Another thing, another thing that I've been doing lately and I suck at it is, uh, I took Thor. Thor has a course on, mm. on dominant masculine presence. Excellent course. And one of the things that he talks about is how, if you walk up to someone and you nod, right, that's sort of a submissive gesture. Mm. And so he's like, what you, like a, a more like dominant, you know, sort of alpha, if you want to say alpha, uh, uh, body language yeah. is to, to tilt your head up right that's so, interesting yeah so what one thing i've been trying to do because i've been having a year for years of just sort of nodding you know as as sort of like a hello kind of thing right mm. so i i have no problem making eye contact i have no problem smiling at people but now i'm trying to do this like head tilt up thing i can't fucking do it troy i can't i can't do it for whatever reason i it well, just I, I naturally go down and then i go fuck and i just, i start beating myself up over it I'm, yeah it's probably best it's probably best not to get too in your head about things like that yeah. you know these, these details because then you're like oh no i didn't do the thing and i didn't no, do the left yeah. eye thing and blah 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 but um there is something to be said there <laughs> there is something to be said for that though because because yeah. another thing that guys will do like so nuanced all this stuff i mean so i've just mentioned smiling which is a good thing to do but yeah. you don't want also don't want to smile too much because then yeah. you get a guy and he's into the interaction and he's just like oh like, like a yeah. nodding like a like that soy face like nodding dog like oh and he's like so where'd you work she's like starbucks she's like mcdonald's in the toilet it's like oh really wow oh, oh toilet yeah. you're a toilet you're a toilet attendant <laughs> oh right okay like yeah. you, so you don't want to do that and right. and actually where i would link in the the head back a bit is you want to be a little bit appraising after the first thing you're like yeah you know you look really cute i wanted to come and say hello but after that it's a bit like okay so so but but you know what else what else is going on here so you might look at her like oh okay oh mcdonald's all right okay mm-hmm. you know and it's it, it's a little bit sort of you're, you're, you're kind of summing her up. Like you're not just blindly accepting everything she says as being amazing. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And then like the not smiling thing too. I've also heard that um, like a dating apps, for instance, like you don't want to be smiling in every picture because you actually come across as like a, as a nice guy and you chicks don't. just, subconsciously don't want to date nice guys, you know? As, uh, again, like I say, I mean, it's, 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 um, this is why we there's a there's a, a a value in talking about this stuff because there's a lot of nuances in all of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um, yeah so with the dating app thing so I did a stream uh, a while back with a girl called Tallulah who who's on a, a channel called Feminine Truth I don't know okay. if you know if you mm-hmm. know it or know her she's a British uh, 
British woman I've met her a few times. Um, and she was basically saying guys shouldn't shouldn't smile on any dating app pictures. Mm. She was basically saying, like, you just you just look super soy. So just really? don't do it. Um, see, I, I I recommend at least one smiling where they can see your teeth, you know, just cause, yeah. because yeah, because I was like you, if you're not, if you're like hiding your teeth at every picture, they're going to think that your, your grill's probably messed but up. Then, so. Yeah, that's true. But then there's smiling and smiling, isn't there? Because there's, there's smiling, like one guy I was working with, I was looking at his date, his dating app pictures and he had, he had a picture where he was smiling, but he looked kind of, there was a, like his eye contact, the way he was looking was quite sort of, mm. sort of bad boy. So he was smiling, but it was like, you know, there's a bit of an edge to it. Yeah, so yeah. that's okay. It's that sort of soy face smile that you want to avoid. Right. You know, you like that yeah. in every picture because it's just that that's a disaster. So and and again, you see this this stuff we we don't necessarily intuitively know as guys. Right. Oh no, no, guys absolutely suck at body language. Absolutely suck at it. Women are just they're more in tune with body language. There's studies that show that women uh, understand body language far easier than guys. It's do. It, it's often useful to 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 think back to sort of movie stars and movie characters and things. And I mean, James Bond is obviously one that you know we go back to. So if you think of Daniel Craig as James Bond, is he going around smiling in a goofy way at, at the women that he he interacts with? No, obviously no. he's not. He might be smiling with the eyes. There might be that little twinkle in the eye kind of thing, but he's not being yeah. goofy. Or he'll have a little oh, smirk or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So think about that. Why is that seen as attractive? You know, um, so so that's there's value in looking at what the what the culture shows to us as being a like. Why are certain people seen as attractive and certain people not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. And that's why a lot of guys just they they need help with that. I I certainly did. I I certainly did. That's why I still like study the stuff. Why I have the podcast and everything. Mm. Troy, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Like I've taken up a ton of your Sunday already. It's Sunday while we're recording this. There's a space time continuum here, guys. Uh, <laughs> where can people uh, find you online, man? Well, basically, if you follow me on YouTube or subscribe to my YouTube, it's uh, at Real Troy Francis. I'm on at Real Troy Francis on YouTube, also Instagram, and also Twitter, and also TikTok as well. Although my TikTok is is quite small at the moment, which is even more reason to follow me there. Um, but if you follow me on YouTube, that's where I'm sort of uploading daily uh, sort of dating advice videos, uh, videos about relationships and getting into relationships as an older guy and all or just everything associated with the whole dating world, basically. So follow me on those things. You can also get on my free email list. Uh, if you go to any of my videos underneath, you'll see a link and you can sign up for that as well. Outstanding. Troy, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. No, it's been good, man. It's been, it's been awesome. There's so much more we can talk about. Yeah, no, we could, yeah, we could go on for hours with this. Stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. Indeed. Indeed. Good stuff. Troy, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I appreciate it. You know, I really learn a lot from you and the other guys on Rule Zero. Uh, you know, actually, I've said this quite a bit. I've said it, I say it a lot on my podcast, but having the opportunity to sort of sit with you guys on the Rule Zero panel and pick your brains and actually have a conversation with you guys, man, I learned so much. I learned so much. It's like sitting under the learning tree. What a great opportunity it is for me. So, Thank you for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy flying all over the world, basically being an international man of mystery. <laughs> I appreciate you stay, uh, spending a few minutes with me and uh, you know answering my questions and stuff and, and helping, helping me help other guys level up and get better with women. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Uh, oh, I don't know if I said this, but Troy, you're welcome back anytime. I think I said that, but... You know, that's important. The guys who follow the podcast know what it means when I say that. <laughs> if you don't know what it means, 
I'll explain it to you guys later. You know, DM DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I'll explain I'll explain the the secret the secret lingo of when when I say you're welcome back anytime. It's very it's very important for the guys that listen to this show. <laughs> All right, guys. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Drop a comment. Any comment will do. Uh, your favorite emoji. I say this every, literally every episode. <laughs> Get on the email or phew, follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Man, it's gonna it's a long day already. Just recording this stuff. It's a it's a long day already. But follow me on social media. Get on the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Come On Man Pod. You can join for as little as ten dollars if you want any kind of coaching to help with any of this kind of stuff. Join tiers two or tiers three. Um, it's, it's the most affordable coaching program you'll ever find. I don't charge enough. <laughs> I absolutely don't charge enough. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers for your troubles. That way I can contact you if I ever get deplatformed. And then if you like those designs, you can get them on uh, hats and t-shirts and mugs and all that kind of stuff as well at merch.comeonmanpod.com. And then finally, check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Once you get your mind right, everything else falls into place. Uh, tune in on Wednesday for the live stream. I don't know what the topic is because, you know, I haven't actually sat down and planned that out yet, but I guarantee it's going to be good. And it's fun. It's fun just interacting with you guys in the live chat on the live stream. So tune into those. Uh, You'll get, you know, if you guys hit the notifications, you'll get a notification when I go live. Just hop on in, say hi, you know, and then send a super chat, support the show during the live stream. That's fun to do. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. We will see you guys on Wednesday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.